You're listening to Under One Roof, a Covenant House Vancouver production. Under One Roof is your opportunity to hear conversations with subject matter experts on a variety of social justice and public policy issues. Covenant House Vancouver is dedicated to serving all youth with absolute respect and unconditional love, helping youth experiencing homelessness and protecting and safeguarding all youth in need. And now, Under One Roof. Welcome to the premiere edition of Under One Roof, a Covenant House Vancouver production. My name is Justin Goodrich, and I'm the Senior Advisor for Public Affairs here at Covenant House Vancouver. I'll also be your host for today's episode. Each month, Under One Roof will explore a topic focused on youth homelessness and associated social justice and public policy issues. Our goal is to both educate and empower you, our listeners, in the hopes of helping the communities we serve better understand the challenges faced by vulnerable young people, and to provide expert advice on how to help address real-world issues locally, provincially, and even nationally. Under One Roof is our opportunity to use the resources available to us to share in a simple, yet far-reaching format the work we are doing here at Covenant House Vancouver. Whether you're one of our more than 50,000 annual donors, an elected official, senior bureaucrat, healthcare practitioner, social worker, youth worker, police officer, or simply an engaged community member. This podcast is designed to share with you valuable information and insights into the root causes of youth homelessness. Ultimately, well, ultimately our hope is to remove stigmatization about vulnerable youth and to help ensure influencers, pressure makers, and decision makers can see the value in allocating resources towards eliminating youth homelessness. We strongly believe here at Covenant House Vancouver that helping a young person overcome homelessness today will drastically reduce the possibility of them becoming homeless in adulthood. For our premiere edition of Under One Roof, I am pleased to welcome into studio Krista Thompson. Krista is the Chief Executive Officer here at Covenant House Vancouver, and we are delighted to have her. Welcome to the program, Krista. Thanks, Justin. For uh, for some of our listeners, this may be the very first time they've had the opportunity to hear about Covenant House Vancouver. So I'd like to start by asking two very simple questions. Uh, first, uh, what are its origins? And second, what is its mandate? Well, Covenant House originally was founded by a group of idealists on the sidewalks of Greenwich Village in New York City. Um, this is back in the early 70s, um, and people saw young people living on the street and uh, very, very compassionately and organically started to create sort of living spaces for them uh, and programs. Uh, and, you know, really, it was a very organic um, and group, group, very, you know, sort of... Um, grassroots movement in New York City that grew into a, um, a very exciting uh, movement right across North America. So from our very humble roots in Greenwich Village in New York City, uh, the Covenant House model was developed and then um, copied throughout sites in uh, all over the United States, Canada, and uh, Latin America. To today, where uh, some 40 years later, since those days back in Greenwich Village, uh, we now have um, 30 odd uh, sites across across the Americas with uh, two sites here in Canada, one in Toronto and one in Vancouver. 
We are one of the newest sites in the Covenant House system. Uh, we've been operating in Vancouver for just uh, just over 20 years. Very cool. Very cool. And its mandate, Krista, tell us a little bit about its mandate. Well, uh, you know, in a nutshell, we provide uh, services to homeless and at-risk young people ages 16 to their 25th birthday. The, the organization, though, is really founded on the principle that young people require unique services because of their, because of the nature of adolescence, the nature of youth, and its kind of transitory nature within the life of a human being. And we know that young people have um, brain development and life uh, views that are very different than than we are when we're adults. And so one of the key ideas in, in our in the vision for our mandate is that young people need and of course I think deserve um, you know a unique and well thought through set of services. And um, you know our mission, uh, maybe even uniquely amongst um, you know service providers in the social services sector, um, focus on helping young people reach their life's goals. So we're not just providing a bed for the night. We are not just making sure they get fed today while we're doing both of those things. Really, the, you know, the, the core of our work is, is about transformation. It's about walking alongside young people who may not have had a responsible adult to, to walk alongside in their life, but to walk alongside those young people and, and help them reach the goals that they're setting for themselves and what, and their vision for their lives. And I think that's what excites me about working at Covenant House. I think that's what excites a lot of our staff is this sort of transformative um, idea about our services. So if I was to encapsulate that into a theme, and we talked a little bit about this uh, off air, I'm, I'm hearing this theme of impact. Tell me a little bit about the impact that we make. What what does it actually mean when a young person um, finally finally moves on um, from having having been uh, you know part of our our Covenant House family and they're ready to go into the world on their own? What kind of impact have we had, and what kind of results are we seeing? Well, you know, some people divide impact into into a couple of different categories. You know, are we are we making are we saving lives? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I have spoken with many young people at, at Covenant House Vancouver who say, if it weren't for Covenant House, I would not be alive today. Well, okay, so that's great. Saving lives, uh, that matters. And from a humane point of view, that, that's, that's huge. Um, at the same time, you know, kids are more interested in, in their futures. They have dreams, they have hopes and aspirations. So once we get to the point where a young person is feeling well, is feeling safe, is trusting um, the people around them here at Covenant House, 
then it's time to really start to get to work on what does our future look like? What does your future look like? And how can we support you to get there? So while, while we're talking about that plan for that young person, that uniquely tailored plan, we're thinking about um, their mental health. We're thinking about the other kinds of capabilities and tools that a young person needs to reach those goals. And for many homeless youth, mental health is something that, um, you know, they uh, are struggling to, in some cases, to um, feel well for a whole variety of reasons. But um, often it's because of the trauma of their their young lives. And uh, so we look at things like, how is a young person's mental health being supported here at Covenant House? And how do we measure whether or not that's improving while they are with us? So we have a very sophisticated set of of measurement tools, as well as, um, you know, a very um, experienced uh, and, and uh, academically credentialed group of staff who are assessing those things. Um, but I look at mental health as being, you know, one a really key indicator for how a young person's um, um, life is going to unfold, uh, both in their early life, but also into their adult life. We also look at things like um, their um, their uh, confidence and how how are they feeling about their future? How are they feeling about themselves? How is their self esteem? Um, and all of these things, you know, kind of can um, contribute to a healthy future, but are also things that we're uh, very specifically focusing on here at Covenant House. Now, Chrissy, you've been with <clears throat> Covenant House for uh, quite quite a while. How many how many years again? Fifteen long and fabulous years. No, not long. Um, it feels like it's been a blink, but yeah, I've been here about fifteen years. So you must uh, you must have seen a lot of changes over the course of those fifteen years. What I'm what I'm curious about are are some of the some of the causes of youth homelessness. We um, you know we hear a great deal about uh, homelessness in general, but not specifically youth homelessness. What can you tell us about youth homelessness here in Vancouver? You know, relative to to adult homelessness, and, and by that I'm asking, um, you know, tell tell us a little bit about maybe some of the demographics, uh, perhaps if and how things have changed over the 15 years that you've been here. Tell it, yeah, just just give listeners a sense of what it's actually like out there. Well, you know, I think I think the the conditions that exist in the city of Vancouver uh, have changed a lot. I mean, I grew up here. And um, the city is a, obviously larger. It's also, I think, a far more dangerous place than it, than it was um, when I was growing up. Um, we are a port city, which means that we're a hub for um, human trafficking. We're a hub for uh, the drug trade. And um, as... as uh, as organized crime and you know even street level crime uh, has has flourished here in the city in some ways, um, you know young people are more at risk. There are um, 
there are predators in our in our in our beautiful city who who are looking for young people and uh, and our young people are very vulnerable. Some of them are very are naive. Others are um, simply vulnerable because they're looking for love in all the wrong places. If that if that's a way to put it, you know they're they they're disconnected and looking for connection. And sometimes, um, you know, people who are predators know how to manipulate young people because of that. But the city itself is a very dangerous place. I mean, we see it as you know we're we're say from a tourist perspective or from you know uh, citizens, um, we 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 may not see the city in the same way that someone who's without resources would see it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that as much as we enjoy our city and how and how beautiful it is, I think it's important for people to understand that if you are without resources in the city, it, it can be a very scary place. And if you're young and you don't have a lot of experience behind you, um, you know, it can be completely overwhelming in terms of how to navigate um, and and survive. So I want to I want to dig a little deeper, if uh, if I could, uh, with you on that question. Then, so could you could you share with listeners a little bit of uh, a little bit more about the typical causes then of of youth homelessness? You've you've sort of talked about it at a at sort of a macro level, but maybe, maybe delve down a little bit because I, I, I want people to come away from our first podcast, having a real sense of how these, how these young people came to us and, in some of the, the challenges that they've had to, they've had to endure. Uh, I want listeners to understand and be able to empathize with the journey of a young person that, that has caused them to come to us to seek, um, acceptance and love and support. Um, tell us, tell us a little bit about that, please. Yeah. So the, you know, the number one reason, if, if we're going to give a reason for a young person to be homeless or at risk is because they have experienced, and, and this is what they tell us, intense physical, sexual, or emotional abuse at the hands of a parent or a guardian of some sort. Um, and that is, you know, that is what the data tells us, uh, not only here in Vancouver, but really in North America, that that is the number one reason why young people are homeless. And uh, they uh, then experience a subsequent sort of lack of attachment to a caring adult or system. And that looks different with every young person. So, you know, this can mean... Um, the early death of a parent. We, we hear this, this story quite often where um, a family experiences the early death of one and sometimes both parents uh, and a young person, um, the, the remaining parent is unable to cope with the financial realities or the challenges of, of parenting or they have mental health concerns themselves. And uh, the young person, the young people in the, in that house uh, get get lost uh, in that in that circumstance. Um, sometimes, uh, in a young person is disowned or abandoned uh, because of their sexual orientation, which is also uh, a, a rather prevalent reason for young people being homeless, where their families do not 
support them in their um, sexual orientation. Young people can be can can feel um, uh, and are disowned and asked to leave the home for that reason. Um, sometimes parents, you know, simply um, have not got the resources to support their children, and so children are leaving home very early and are, you know, as, as we are at 14, 15, 16 years of age, um, not necessarily, we may be confident, but not necessarily equipped sure, yeah. to, uh, to leave home. And we do it anyway and get our, we get into trouble right. and find ourselves uh, all of a sudden um, in a city like Vancouver without resources and scared and alone and hungry and, and then making some choices that, you know, may may exacerbate the problem that, that they're already find themselves in. Um, at Covenant House, we, you know, we see kids from every walk of life, um, from every kind of background. But the, as I say, the most common reason why a young person is at Covenant House is because they've experienced this intense um, level of abuse at, at, you know, as I say, physical, emotional, sexual abuse. Um, we are also seeing uh, uh, more more young people today who are refugees and new Canadians who have arrived in the country either with their families or, or without their families and who ha- are really struggling with language, really struggling with culture, or who have embraced the culture here, but their families have not. So, I mean, there's there are just... There's as many different reasons why young people are homeless, or at least here in Vancouver, uh, here at Covenant House Vancouver, but there are some common themes, and some of th- those are some of the themes. And I appreciate you unpacking some of those those common themes. Um, what I appreciate even more is the fact that um, you've acknowledged that the, that's, that's just a small cross-section. And I think if we're going to help um, demystify the realities of youth homelessness, having listeners understand that there there's a whole spectrum of causation that can lead a young person to, to need us um, and, and to feel compelled to walk through our front doors. Having listeners understand that um, as, as opposed to just making assumptions, I think is so, is, is so key. And that's, I mean, that's part of why we're doing this, this, this podcast as, as advocates and as thought leaders, we want to, we want to challenge misconceptions if you would tell me what it would be like then uh, imagine I'm a young person and uh, I'm, I've had some of these experiences that you've, you've described and I'm about to walk through the front doors of covenant house. Tell me two things, Krista one, tell me just at, at a very high level, what I could expect to experience and feel and, the kind of environment that I would walk into. And then maybe after that, go into the more nuts and bolts of uh, the types of program and services that, that we offer, but help our listeners just paint a picture for them. They're a young person that's just walked in through the door. What can they expect? Well, I'm so old, Justin, that <laughs> I, I um, you know, I would really hesitate to speak as a young person, but I can tell you what young people tell me about sure. their experience sure. of coming to Covenant House. Thank you. Um, first of all, we, we have some new buildings, so um, the spaces are beautiful. And um, I think that one of the things that young people tell, tell, me, tell me often is just how um, physically welcoming 
the space is. The spaces are. They're clean. They're bright. They're obviously well cared for. And, um, you know, young people um, are really excited to be, to find themselves in in just in a physical place where they feel special just by walking in the door. So add that to um, a welcome from another human being. So our staff are, you know, most of us are, in fact, everyone I know here is here because they really love working with kids and it shows. So the first thing that a young person will say to me is that, you know, the staff here, the staff are the best. And of course, I agree. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and um, but what that means is that they, you know, they look a young person in the eyes and, you know, practice some values that are something that I think come innately when you are working with young people. So they look them in the eye, they smile, they inquire, you know, rather than tell a young person what they need. And, um, and so, and we offer, um, a really easy to access set of immediate support. So if you've been living outside, for example, which many of our young people have been, um, living outside or very precariously housed in a rundown hotel room or, uh, you know, in, in the back of a car or in, in, uh, you know, on somebody's couch, that what they'll tell you is that, you know, we have, um, three, four, five meals a day and there are seconds and the food is beautifully presented and it's fresh and it's individually made. It's not coming out of a package. You know, that alone says a lot about how we value the young people that are here compared to what they might be used to eating out of a fast food restaurant or worse. Yeah. Um, in addition, um, you know, there are, it's a very easy to navigate set of services. So if you're looking for housing, if you're looking for the use of a computer, if you're um, simply need to get bus tickets to get home, you're going to walk in one door here at Covenant House, you know, all services under one agency roof, and you're going to, and you're going to feel like, um, the system was designed for you rather than the other way around. In other words, struggling with the system, we try to help a young person um, not even recognize that there is a system, that it's, that it's just a natural progression through, um, through the intake process to being introduced to where they're going to sleep, to being introduced to who their support worker is going to be, to be introduced to where their um, meals are going to be served, um, I could go on and on, Justin, about that. So I think the main thing, though, that young people say is that they feel safe. And, you know, that sounds like a simple thing. But when you feel safe, when you start to trust the people around you, that's when you can kind of let your guard down. That's when you can start to think about your future. That's when you can start to imagine possibilities for yourself that you might never have been able to imagine given the stress of being homeless. 
Krista, I want to I want to take us in a, a slightly different direction, and I want to sort of talk, you know, brass tacks as as it goes. Um, and I want to ask you what what is the single greatest challenge that needs to be overcome to finally end youth homelessness? And I know I know that's a loaded question, um, but it 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 strikes me as it's so simplistic in so much as if we invest in a generation of young people who are struggling with homelessness, we help them now. It's far less likely that they will become homeless adults, but I'm not seeing the kind of investment um, that I think it, it warrants. And so I don't know. That's just my, my opinion, but I'm I'm curious. What is the what is as I said that single greatest challenge that needs to to overcome so we can finally end youth homelessness? Because I think one thing you and I would agree on is if we didn't come to work tomorrow because there was no need for what Covenant House does, we'd probably be okay with that because we would have known that we would have played our part and that you know young people aren't having the struggles they have now. How do we get there, Krista? Well, you know, I don't want to offer platitudes, Justin. I mean, your question is a great one. Uh, and I've, you know, obviously done a lot of thinking about this. But, yeah, I think the first thing I want to say is that, you know, solving youth homelessness, um, solving the issue of the fact that there are youth who are at risk in our community, whether they're homeless or at risk of homelessness, um, I think requires more than one silver bullet. There is no silver bullet for these complex societal problems. But I can tell you that one, I think that one thing that would really help is if, is if it's going to take, it's going to take the interest and commitment of certainly of government, but also of business and also of us as individual members in the community working together. And I mean, organizations like Covenant House. So business agencies like Covenant House and government working together on this problem. I think the, you know, the second thing is that we need to recognize that youth have unique needs and we, we need to stop lumping homeless youth or at-risk youth into a population, a general population, because there, I think there is you know, I say it over and over and over again, but I'm not sure it gets through to decision makers that it requires a different set of supports and expertise to successfully support a young person from where they are to healthy, independent futures. And we have that opportunity with youth, and I think it's worth paying attention to what are some of those unique needs and what are some of the unique um, strategies that we need to um, implement for for young people, particularly. And um, the third thing I'd say, and I know you've asked for one thing, but um, the third thing I'd say is is coordination. Oh. I think that there's a, and, and this is not unique to youth services, but um, it's particularly challenging for youth because they are uh, inexperienced at navigating systems. Is, is there's a there's a, a coordination that is required so that all of the services that are available to young people are 
easy to find in one kind of um, streamlined continuum. And I think that's one of the reasons why Covenant House has been as successful as we are with individual youth, because we offer a, an entire continuum of services under one agency roof. You, a young person walks through one door. They have one person who is going to na- help them navigate through all of the different systems that are available to them. And that consistent sort of um, case-managed approach ensures that a young person has an advocate and an ally as they journey along their um, their their pathway from adolescence, uh, homeless adolescence to successful adulthood. You know, I, you've, you've touched on some, some fantastic things. Um, certainly this notion of coordination is key. Certainly, um, you know, government really hearing and understanding, um, the unique challenges of, of young people. I, I think it, at an intrinsic level, we all realize that the needs of children and youth are very different than adults. And yet somehow, um, if they fall under a broader umbrella like homelessness, we, we, we lose sight of, of those unique things. And I, I, I don't know why. Uh, and to your point, it, it doesn't necessarily always isn't always received, isn't always being heard. But I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought it up. And I, I hope, you know, listeners are are, uh, among other things, um, you know, taking that that notion away of you unique needs. I, I also love the 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 continuum of of care and how you know somebody can come here and have all these different needs um, met. And one of my favorite Covenant House sayings um, is, you know, the it's not one size fits all; it, it's one size fits one. And and so the unique approach that that we use it 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 gets me excited about what what is possible which sort of takes me to my, my next question, which is uh, what's next for Covenant House Vancouver? We're, we're recording this podcast um, and uh, right outside the window, there's, uh, there's uh, an extraordinary build taking place. Uh, tell, tell listeners, if you could, a little bit, please, about uh, what's next for Covenant House and what, what has you really excited about the journey that we're on as an agency? Well, I think... Um you know, we've had uh, we've had a, a lot of success in Vancouver as an organization, uh, and part of the reason we have is because young people, you know, visible homelessness is a huge issue here in Vancouver. So people are very motivated to listen and understand what an organization like mine does. And so, over the fifteen twenty years I've been involved the the interest around um, homeless youth at risk youth is much more um, is is much greater than when I first started um, talking about this. People understand that young people are homeless for a reason that they don't they you know they're really starting to understand that they are not choosing homelessness they're not this is not something that one would choose if one had a one had a choice. Right. And so um, because of the interest that we've had from the community and from our um, colleagues in government, we've been able to raise money to, to do some um, really interesting new work. And about 10 years ago, we started a strategic sort of learning 
initiative, and we did a deep dive into the research about who are the young people that are uh, coming to Covenant House over the next 10, 20 years. What will their needs be? What services are likely to exist in the city of Vancouver? What services are not likely to exist in the city of Vancouver? And let's look at that that information and design the future of Covenant House based on that information, you know, with youth being actually at the center of the concepts. So what we um, discovered was uh, we needed to enhance our programming around education, uh, enhance our programming around drug and alcohol supports. We needed to double the capacity of our residential programs. And we needed to add things like um, fitness and recreation in order to supplement our health, mental health services. So we have these um, two new buildings and a big renovation of our building in Gastown underway, which will more than double the capacity, the physical capacity of the buildings. But in addition, there will be space, uh, new spaces to for our sanctuary program, which will be a new um, uh, program to support young people who are struggling with substance abuse. There'll be a, a nearly full-size gym. Um, the community centers are jam-packed. Our, our kids can't get in to to uh, exercise, which for mental health is, you know, certainly for me and for lots of other people, uh, mental health is about good counseling and it's about, you know, often medication, but it's also about physical well-being and so we'll be able to add that immediately on site for for these young people um, in addition we've got you know a new homework hall which will be for supporting young people in their um, in their adult education programs and secondary and post-secondary education programs which many of our covenant house kids are enrolled in uh, so yeah I'm very excited about that and I'm 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 incredibly grateful to 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 our friends in uh, the federal and provincial um, municipal governments for supporting that and also to the 50,000 donors who um, you know bring their time and treasure to to our kids at Covenant House every year. Kristen, as our time uh, as our time comes to an end, I, I, I do want to ask you just one last question uh, and it's a very practical one, but I think it's it's an important one. If someone wants to help support the work done here at Covenant House Vancouver, how can they do that? They've listened to this podcast. They've gotten a small semblance of the work that we do. They've gotten some insights as to the challenges faced by young people. They feel they feel like they want to be part of the solution. Uh, what what can they do to, uh, to 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 be part of our team, as it were, and and help make a difference in the lives of these young people? I would ask people. When they're walking down the streets of our city, uh, see them, you know, see them, look at them, look them in the eye, give them a smile and ask yourself the question, what happened to you, young person, that you find yourself sitting on on a sidewalk in the pouring rain um, without money and without friends asking for help? What the heck happened to you? And then... You know, think about organizations like Covenant House and others that are trying to help these young people uh, find their place in the world by providing those immediate supports, but also um, helping walk alongside them to healthy adulthood. And, you know, obviously, 
you know, Covenant House is a nonprofit organization. Um, we value our volunteers who add so much to the life of our little community here. During COVID, obviously, um, volunteering is not really happening, but we certainly would value um, uh, donations. Donations make a big difference here. We're, you know, more than 90% funded by by donations, and um, every gift is put to very good use. And I think also if you if you have connections in government, if you have um, a relationship with your MLA or your MP or your city councillor, uh, remind them that you know you care about homeless kids and that an organization like Covenant House is is here, well, you know, ready, willing, and able to um, help government um, with with the challenges that they're facing with young people. And um, we're standing by and are very excited to to hear from you. That brings us to the end of our premiere edition of Under One Roof. I'd like to thank my guest, Krista Thompson, Chief Executive Officer here at Covenant House Vancouver, for having joined me in studio. We'll be back next month with another edition of Under One Roof. And though I may pop in from time to time, listeners will have the opportunity to get to know our two co-hosts after today, Jennifer Hall and Mark Savard. Each month, Jennifer and Mark will alternate hosting the program, and I know you'll absolutely love listening to the conversations they'll be having with our guests. Until then, I'm Justin Goodrich. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Under One Roof, a Covenant House Vancouver production. If you have questions or comments about today's episode, please email us at publicaffairs at covenanthousebc.org. For more information on Covenant House Vancouver or to make a donation, please visit our website at www.covenanthousebc.org. Until next time, thanks for listening.